1: The metaverse is seemingly everywhere and nowhere at once. Is it all hype, or is it really the future of tech? Let's break it down. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to share his thoughts on this is editor Scott Stein, who is the lead story on our new CNET series, Making the Metaverse. So your story has a headline that that at least made me think a bit. The metaverse isn't a destination, it's a metaphor. I'm curious what you meant by that.
0: Yeah, thanks. it's a real, I find that I've been covering this stuff for a while and I find the more I write about it, the harder it is to write. And especially as the topic increases and the span increases, I find that like the word metaverse has just melted out to become this, like for everything. And I think that the the takeaway from like last year when, when metaverse suddenly hit hype to now is that I think everyone refers to the metaverse in the Neil Stevenson way that you go into a virtual world, but I think it's really a a new way of conceptualizing the way that we interconnect. And so I think that that is the metaphor part for me, if that makes sense. It's philosophical, but the point is that like, I think as time goes on, it's not like us escaping into another place. It's, it's rethinking what it means to connect and communicate and build like the internet.
1: No, that's, actually, that's a really good point, and that is, I think, you kind of hit the nail head on where you really smartly sum up kind of what this story is about uh, as, as we kind of break down what the metaverse is. It's, it's, it's less a specific thing that we're going to point to and more a way for us to communicate. I really, I really like that. Uh, but before it kind of gets there, or before it gets, not that destination, before it becomes that thing that we all embrace... We're looking at the reality of what it is today. Right now, it's frankly, there's a lot of hype. It's a lot of people talking about it and wanting to invest in it and make products for it. But for for you right now, what, what exactly is the metaverse?
0: So for me, it's like the framework, and I think that you know, for writing the story, I basically took a lot of recent hops into experiences and conversations, which I feel like again in another six months we're gonna have a whole bunch of other things, and then it'll keep changing. But the metaverse is that like, how do you build something that's consistent and allows you to connect in more ways than just like a flat screen? So th- that to me is like the way the glue comes to between the gaming worlds, online gaming, VR, AR, um, and, and and all that other stuff. And to me, that's that's a lot of what I looked at in the story. And that's what I've been kind of thinking about is not just... Things that are not just in VR, things that are you know going to be in browsers or things that are striving for both. And it's also like you kind of get into that whole mixed reality AR world that we keep hearing endlessly about. But like if you start having virtual objects and real objects overlaid, um that's the framework too, because then you start having that not just for headsets, but I don't even get into this in my story, but it's for robotics and anything that is going to navigate, it, it's kind of like building all those layers into the world. And layer is a theme that, that like a lot of people talking about the metaverse discuss it in the terms of versus there's another way that's discussed which kind of intertwines, which is the metaverse and the snow crash way of like a virtual world that you go into.
1: Yes. And we, we've seen some of these virtual worlds before, right? We, Second life, obviously, from, from many years ago was a thing and then it became, stopped being a thing very quickly. Uh, and more recently, we've got you know, Minecraft and Roblox and, and even Fortnite is considered a metaverse. Uh, here's like how we how we get from where things are right now, where these are a lot of these are games, to where the metaverse will be or where where ultimately we'll end up.
0: Yeah, and we've talked about this before too. And like when I speaking to uh Philip Rosedale about Second Life, thinking about um gaming worlds like Rec Room and, and like you said, in Fortnite and um, Roblox, I feel like it continues from there into something that is more versatile. Like, I feel like the versatility is the key, like in the same way you put on a VR headset and you're like, oh, it's already here, but you can play a lot of cool games. But like, how do I do work in it? And most people are like, I'm not going to do work in it. And that's stupid. (laughs) Well, like, and it doesn't mean that you're going to do work in it, but it means like in the same, to me, it's the headphone analogy still, which I, I keep making over and over. of Like you put headphones on and you take them off and like you can use them for work or you don't have to use them. I feel like that's where a lot of the interconnected stuff is striving for. So it's like, if you move from phone to laptop, VR headset, you know, handing off between devices, which we're getting more used to with a lot of other things like headphones or, you know, um, smart home networks, I feel like that it's like metaverse is that for like your, your deeper communication with things or even for game worlds, like you're, you're connecting with someone there and you, how do you bridge that out to do something else? Um, I know that sounds all kind of mushy, but that's also because like right now, dozens and dozens and dozens of companies are all throwing their hats in the ring, solving this at the same time, which is adding to that messiness.
1: Yeah, and, and you kind of allude to this with some of the kind of hardware aspects of things because right now, at least from what I'm hearing from most companies, you know the true vision of the Metaverse includes these immersive worlds uh, that we, we're sort of seeing now but really that you really experience through VR gear. And you know, as someone who has tried VR many times, I can say that I can barely tolerate being in VR for you know more than 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes tops. I'm curious what what you think needs to change in the hardware or what needs to be improved to make the metaverse more enticing from a VR perspective.
0: Yeah, well, like, you know, I got to talk to uh, HTC's head, uh, Cher Wang, uh, um, about this. One of the things, one of the many things that we're sort of tapping into for the story. And it's interesting because what they've been doing, being very active in VR for years, kind of shows where a lot of other companies are aiming for, which is, again, to get to those, Glasses, or they had these flow goggles that they released last year. Trying to get to something that's a little more ubiquitous, like you plug it in your phone, you, you you're not like stuck at home, um, and it's not quite a standalone. And I think that's a big part of it, but it's not the full thing because like, you know, like if I was to really think about that side of any product that exists, I keep thinking about whatever it points to like everyday AR glasses, but everyday AR glasses means that you have to have them as everyday glasses. And nobody has solved that in any way that, that, that I would call, you know, every day. And so that means like, we probably have a long way to go for that. Otherwise it's a thing you bring with you that you're gonna have to figure out bringing with you like your phone or bring it in a bag. So I think that's like the basic reality of it. And then I think until then you just get to like, using it for bits and pieces along with everything else. And it's like, you know, I use my monitor for some, some things and I use other things for other things. Um, and I think that is the, that that's, what's going on with the metaverse right now. You see all these companies working on browser-based solutions. Um, a lot of gaming companies working on things, a lot of, fun, a lot of mobile applications, and it's clearly not just VR and AR. And so I think that's a, that's a, a big part of it, but it's a really good question because like, we're still working on laptops now, even when I thought we wouldn't. Right. And right. I feel like that's going to continue for a long time.
1: Right. Even as the metaverse is a thing, we'll, we could interact with the metaverse through our laptops as opposed to the the VR gear that sort of everyone talks about. Uh, and in terms of like VR, and you make this point in your story, that there, there seems to be a number of technologies that are converging and are kind of developing at, at the right time, like what? What else? What are some of the ingredients to make the hardware truly compelling to use?
0: Sure. So, one thing is definitely comfort, which is like kind of gotten there. But I know I think with Oculus Quest Two, which like is finally a headset that I feel like a lot of my friends have actually bought, which never happened before. But you st- I still feel like when I play with them once in a while in games, they'll go, "I've hit my VR limit." You know, it's like an hour and a half. It's like an hour an hour maybe, um, and anywhere more than that, forget it. So I think that's a serious limit. Then you get into, you still get into stuff like eye iComfort, um, optics, um, but I think where the VR headsets are aiming for next, which is really interesting, is the mixed reality stuff. So it's not really like something that VR, because VR kind of already looks good enough. It's not like the display that I feel like needs advancement. It's either the comfort. But it's also this idea of like being aware of the world. So whether it's for safety that, you know, you're not going to bump into something um, so that it can sort of see a continuous update of the world around you, but also allow you to like, just maybe lay virtual things down on your table, like AR, which I think is where a lot of these VR headsets are going in the next year or two. Uh, And then the third part I actually think is inputs, like meaning like the controllers, Um, like the game controllers are great in VR but they're not usable for anything else that you're going to do. They're, they're, they're basically like a PlayStation controller. You know, you're going to play games, but if you're going to try to like use apps or web browse or type, there are attempts to do things like this in VR with connected keyboards and things, but it's super wonky. It's weird. It's not like you, I mean, your phone has a touchscreen, like, you know, nobody's made the um, the interface that like you can do all the rest of the things in VR and not feel weird. So that's gigantic to me because I feel like the farther VR sp- pushes the more it hits that wall of like am I using hand tracking now am I like you know even like how do I enter passwords and log into things is super annoying in VR um so it's like little things
1: so I want to talk about the metaverse ecosystem or what is right now the nascent ecosystem like you know when you're looking at software right now. You've got a few key platforms. You've got Windows, you've got iOS. But with the metaverse, it looks at least initially like it'll be really really fragmented. How do you see that hap- evolving?
0: Yeah. So I see like a couple of different groups and for the story I tried to look at like not the big players that we've normally spoken to. Like I didn't want to speak to I didn't want Meta for this necessarily or you know and and I and Microsoft like, we're here from them. But what's interesting is that people making stuff in these spaces are turning to either like existing platforms or going for open platforms. Like it was interesting that Jeremy Balanson at Stanford is doing a class in VR and where we visited some of the um, recordings of the sessions. And it was through Engage, which is a, a, a pretty open like place to kind of build your own experiences, but it's an app that that's in VR. And then there are ones that are going for like real open platform uh, on the web that like work with VR and also work through the browser. And there are also companies building, you know, their own specialized things. So I guess what I'm saying is like you have apps, but you also have this push to go through the web. And so it's kind of interesting because the the web is an attempt to kind of end around the app ecosystem, which of course is like very dominated by certain players, but it's unclear whether that's going to, Really happen, or whether it's going to be one element. And there's always been a big web focus for a lot of things in tech. And, um, but but it's just interesting to see those interplay because I've seen a lot of browser stuff and then I've seen a lot of app stuff. So when you talk about like, I guess when you talk about software, that's what comes to mind because then it's those things have to be compatible with whatever ecosystem pops up. Like right now, Meta doesn't really have a, a VR OS that's like, very deep. And Apple has not entered the space. Google has stayed away from the space. Microsoft, its OS is not real, it's a part of it works in VR. So it's almost like nobody's really had that that deep software ecosystem yet there, um, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. It's messy and it's it's really unclear where things are going, but I guess that's that's why folks find the metaverse so fascinating. Last question, last question, Uh, three years from now, what do you think the metaverse experience will look like? And then I'll ask the same question, but for five years.
0: So three years from now, I think what's really interesting right now is I'm waiting for the big players to enter. And I think that we've heard Apple about being ready to have some sort of headset. Uh, Google their reports about it. They've already been in VR and AR. I feel like I want to see if they're going to more formally be involved again in the landscape. Microsoft keeps shifting, um, but has a presence. So, but I feel like once those parties kind of enter the space, you'll have more apps that naturally move through it or have hook just like you have mobile apps that work on like a iPhone or Android phone or whatever. I think that's gonna become a lot of what the metaverse is. It's gonna be like this, this app, this experience now for blank and blank and blank. Um, in the way that like streaming TV suddenly like became real and had players and then had the app platforms. So I think in the next three years, it's like that, just defining like what the, what the software is and how these apps work with it because it's totally patchwork now. Um, so if that makes sense. And I think that hardware is like probably just a continuation of more of the VR stuff with an extension of like some other experiments. Five years from now, I think you're going to get to the point where, like, you have the weirder AR stuff really take off. We're talking about like where AR glasses and things in the real world and how do we interact with these things that everybody keeps saying are, are more than a couple of years away. But if people nail doing that and have these glasses that can start working with, with um, virtual overlays, um, That's a whole other level of things happening while doing stuff in the, in the everyday world. So I feel like before that in the next three years, I have a hard time believing that people are going to be wearing stuff like that as they go around to stores. But, but in five years, it could, it could get to the point where they, it might start actually happening. Um, And that's a whole other like safety, societal interaction question. That's like, it's not even about going. And that's why it says it's not about going anywhere. It's more about how all that stuff happens wherever you are. And like, frankly, we do that all the time. Like, hey, I'm taking a call. I'm jumping into a Zoom. I'm I am playing Pokemon Go. I'm doing whatever here streaming. So we sort of already do that. It's just that we'd be doing it like. I guess more immersively, but like. So I think that the pieces are already in place. Um, like psychologically.
1: Got it. Well, Scott, thank you for, for taking your time and, and helping us figure out, muddle through what the Metaverse is and what it could be. You can check out his story as well as the rest of the Making the Metaverse package on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger w. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.